And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to death. Reggie Noble, hold his intro on the game. He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, Dog. I'm David Jacoby. And on... The cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What we do we do? Give the people. What they want. Now, we're going to talk about this a little bit during the show, but I think we got to give it some more time. I'm scrolling through social media yesterday. And I'm like, oh, look, we were all switching genders a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks before that. Everyone was a baby. And now we're all old. I ain't rolling. They got the age challenge app. I'm not rolling. And what happened to me is what happened to me is, is the ice bucket challenge lasted for like a month. You remember that? And most people was doing the ice bucket challenge. You go up to them right now and say, why were you doing it? They wouldn't even know Don't the even name know. of the call. And this challenge got played out to me in 25 seconds. But the ice bucket challenge was actually something that benefited so sure. many people in a positive way. It went viral and created a level of awareness and funding that was unprecedented. So shout to the people who came with that idea. Of course. But I think what's happening is once it becomes a thing, everyone does it. And then you look at it and I'm just kind of sick of it. Like it happened so fast. It was kind of like the news cycle went from like a week to a day to an hour. Like the challenge thing on social gets played for me so fast now. Like I already want something new. Turn us into butterflies. And correct me if I'm wrong. And I would like to hear how you handled this growing up, but I almost found ways to make sure that I rebelled against things that I felt like were fads. Mm -hmm. If I felt like something has staying power and I liked it, like two earrings in my left and one in my right, I did it. Tattoos, did it. No regrets. Love it. But Jerry Curls... I loved Ice Cube. Wasn't getting one. Skinny jeans. Not, skinny jeans. Like, the second I saw everybody wearing skinny jeans, I was like, no, no, no. Not rolling. Not rolling. <laughs> now, I did do baggy jeans, though. I did, too. Like, in the early 2000s, I was I was wearing some jeans that I wouldn't I wear too. now. I would I, not wear those jeans well, now. Ready for this? I was wearing baggy in the early 90s. Well, of course. Yeah, I was, too. But I'm saying, like, like, like I mean really baggy. I was wearing those really jeans. Baggy. Those Carl Kanai jeans, those Maurice Malone jeans yep. yes. in the early 90s. Yes, of baggy. course, of course. And then you always had to have a belt, too. You know what I mean? And then when you tie up the belt, you have that extra fabric around the waist that would ripple up. You know what I well, mean? For anybody that can hear my voice, and we're here to spit game and knowledge while having fun, it just we're acting like we're talking about sports. I was one of the people that, like you said, wore baggy jeans. But didn't wear a belt. What? Until. Hold up. Until. What? I had some esteemed individual. Come on in, Bo. You always welcome. We just doing the pot. Okay. Bamani's here. Bamani's here. Bamani's here. You want to rock with us? Yeah. All right, bet. You just recorded with Big Crit. What do you have to say? Oh, man. Everything. Everything. That's the homie from way back, though. So what we, he had to say. We were catching up. You know, talking about the album, talking about the grind, talking about, you know. He don't, man. So we were just talking about yeah. the age challenge, and I remember the, the ice bucket challenge lasted for a long time, was for charity, and then everybody turned into a different gender, and everybody turned into a baby, and this one got played to me in, like, honestly, like three minutes. I was done with it. I was done with it. <laughs> it's the feds. 
I firmly believe it's the feds. I'm no not, doubt. Well, you, you know, it's a Russian feds. operation that made That's this application. That's why I'm off of it. <laughs> it's a right Russian there. operation that the made the application. The same Russians that fixed our election? <laughs> I'm not rolling. This is the same thing. Everybody, just say what street you grew up on and what your mother's middle name is. They're getting you. <laughs> right. They're getting you. They're getting all your information. So do you do the face no do you do the face recognition on your phone? No. I'm no, never doing that. I don't never. have it. I am never doing that. Yo, never. Do you, I'm you, never ever doing you that. You do clear at the airport? Yes. Well, I don't know. Because I did do one time I did, I went there. They got me all signed up. And they're like, by the way, it's $175. Like, y'all need to start with that. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they made, I filled out the whole form. Cheap, man. I filled out the whole form and everything. And they're like, oh, where's your credit card information? No. I was like, you didn't you no. didn't tell me about My that. My problem was I gave him the fingerprint. I gave him the thumb. And then they're like, now we want to look at your eye. And I was like, oh, I'm out. got me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I was it's like, done. I already it's agreed done. to it. You got me. It's done. <laughs> you're fresh today, boy. I'm loving that jacket, man. You could be from Detroit right now, brother. I like that. So you have the confidence to wear that jacket. Yeah. Did you take like a while if you think about it? Were you like, today's the day, buddy? No, I wore it one time before, but it's a thin line between this jacket and wearing one of them stick microphones and hosting Tic Tac Dope. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, like, yeah. like with, with this gloves. I ain't going to lie. Joker's though. wild. I bought, some, I bought some fancy shades when I was in Europe. I put them on with this, and I walked in today like, yo, I look like money. I, I, look, like, I look like cash money today. Like, all my little indulgences are starting to stack up. I, had, I got I the bag. I saw the Louis Vuitton, little little slip. Sling, yeah. sling. I got the sling. I bought an. I bought. A, I bought one yesterday too. A different one. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. You got two shoulder slings now. You gotta have two. Oh, wow. oh this man oh, is starting to get me. It, wow. it, it makes oh, sense wow. though. I was informed you have to have two because you'll wear the one out. And this is things as men since we don't carry bags, we don't learn these things coming up. But ladies, a hippie to game and let you know you can't just have the one that you wear all the time. And honestly, man, I enjoy having well, all my belongings with me. me so you, you have a black belt and a brown belt. You should have a black That's, sling and a brown sling. I can go. see that for there different color tones. There you go. You was preparing to clown me until you saw the light. I can see light. that. Yes, I can see yes, that. Oh, yes. I can clown you for that because I know the number on that shoulder yeah. sling. And, yeah. and, 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 and speaking of shoulder sling, we were talking about fads as we came in. And I, as you came in, I was talking about the fact that I was really careful of which ones I followed growing up. Yes. So, like, I loved Ice Cube. But I wasn't getting the Jericho. <laughs> you know, I love easy. I just wasn't getting the Jericho. I didn't have a hot top fade. It was certain ones I just There's didn't a do. lot what of What about dudes. you? What about certain fads that you did Dude, follow or did not that follow? That is a good question because it wasn't many of them that I was really trying to jump on because you a, could always tell that it was all temporary. Let me think. Is there one that I was just absolutely like, this? Uh, does Drake count? <laughs> I guess that's not a fact it's not going on for 10 years, but I did make that decision very early on and I would not be participating. I was that. watching our family member. Mina Kamp to a great interview with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, she killed him. And I saw that big beard on Baker, and I said, there's a lot of guys walking this planet right now. Listen to this podcast. They're going to be like, man, remember 2019 when I had that huge beard? What was I thinking? <laughs> what, man, what, Yo, I can't lie. Everything I look back on for us in the 90s in the pictures. Like, I can look at the 70s in the leisure suits, and I was like, okay, I see what y'all were they going were for. They were clean, though. I don't know what the hell we would do it. Yeah, I agree. What's the one satirical or, or visual decision you made that you regret? Might have wore my clothes back was like crisscross a couple times back in 1991. <laughs> I may have done that. I may have done that. Yeah. Because it was so easy, right? Like, I, 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 already, I already had everything I needed in order to make this happen. I had a pair of Jabos. I could turn these things around. Now, the crisscross era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I remember the Jabos that had that tiny little label on the zipper yes. cover and you would have to wear I would tuck in the front of my t-shirt because the t-shirts were long back then just to make sure everyone could see the label because what's the point of buying your bows yes, if you're right. not flexing yes. that, that crotch label that is what that is you know and I never really thought of it as a crotch label even though it was obviously a crotch label yes, yes. and like this was cracking like when I was 12 or 13 and you know you don't necessarily need people doing that to you at that age but there we no. were with our crotch labels no yeah, we cross label. Well, one of the things that was a fad that I got away from actually was uh, sagging my pants. I never fully got into that, though. I guess I kind of got into that because I was skinny and everybody's jeans went up to like too, levels ball. that they yeah, went beyond. Yeah, yeah. We were wearing things about skinny. Everything was baggy. Yes. So automatic uh, sag. All I remember is junior high school, whenever you ran, you ran with one arm running motion and one arm holding your hands up. Like you all see that visual. Or you walk with your knees out. Everybody running to do something, run away from something with one hand back holding up the pants, the other hand in the running motion. But here's what I That should be an Olympic event. I had an OG pull me to the side and I just did some time. He's like, young fella, you know where that actually originated from. Yep. 
from individuals in prison that wanted to acknowledge if their pants were sagging that that was a lifestyle. Yep. That's all I'll say at work. Here's the other thing I learned. Have you ever paid attention to what sagging is spelled backwards? Ah, ain't that something? Once I learned that, I was like, okay, I'm off of it. <laughs> gotcha. Sagging, just to be clear. Gotcha. Sagging. Yes. Never like, quite I thought you. of that. That's what I made me get out. I never thought been doing this show for nine years. You've been holding that one? <laughs> I just not thought about it. We were talking about fads. I was like, that's what made me stop. You, know, a, you, you got me thinking about fads. I realized I never did any any wild haircut that was out in the streets. I never did. But we can all talk about things we never did. But what, you, what did you do, Jalen? Both the one. I, like, I, got, I, got a, I, got, I got a tail in the back. Oh, that's right. Oh, you did the, that? The, the yeah. blonde, the and blonde I wanted one. it to grow like TJ Hoosman-Zada's hair. Like, I wanted it to grow long. <laughs> but it just became a puff. And I got it blonded, too. But and see, I worked for like two days and got clown yeah. to cut but it see, off. See, this ain't fair to ask, Jalen Rose. Y'all started fads. Like, y'all started stuff. You get it's to true. do that. I, you yes. know how long? You actually ruined us for years. It took us forever to get these shorts back in line. It took, <laughs> it took, it took us a good 20 it years. It took too far now. Too far, yeah. like, now they're going too far the other way. But yes. it took a legit 20 years for us to dial back. There, there was a couple years where they went too far too big, though. Like, when they were going way past the knees. So they like, were like the TJ Ford picture yes, when he was in Milwaukee. Yes, exactly. Or the 1996 Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, I, used to, I used to clown Chauncey because when he played for the Pistons, look at the 2014. Yep. Their uniform, their warm-ups, everything was so big. It was I can crazy. Picture, I can picture Rasheed with the shirt was tucked in, but, like, that belly fold would go all the way down to his knees. Yes. Like, it was tucked in officially. Yes. But it didn't really look like it. What fad did you follow that you're not proud that you did? It was a it was just a fashion decision. I had a goatee in like 2002, and I was and I was working at ESPN at the time too. And one of my managers was like, "What is that on your face?" But it wasn't just a goatee. I grew it out on the bottom real long, but like oh, real long. Whoa. So it was like three inches whoa. below my face. It was like, like a buddy from the Heart Foundation. Yes, it was a, kind of like, like a Fu Manchu kind of thing without the mustache. It was really bad. And one of my managers was like, it was, I was about to braid it at one point. That's how bad it was. One of my managers was like, really like, what, what, what is that? I was going to meet her friend after drink, after works for drinks. And before I went, she was like, because she was considering because I was going to meet one of her people. She was like, what, what, what is that on your face? Like, you know, I'm about to introduce you to someone that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she got mine. me thinking. I said I didn't do any of, the, any of the crazy hair stuff. I didn't do any of the crazy hair stuff. But I feel like I navigated through a bunch of them. I did the braids. I had twists for a little bit. You was on your Allen yeah, Iverson, yeah, Latrell yeah, Sprewell. You were too old for it I at that point. I was in the league with them. Yeah, right. You, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, nah, this is right on time for me. So I did the braids. <laughs> yeah, I did the twists. <laughs> I, I, like the, the, the grow your hair and figure it out. Because I knew at some point I was going to go bald. So I needed to maximize my hair growing mm-hmm. years while I had the opportunity. The bi- the, I, can, I can't... Gr- can you grow a beard? I can, yeah. See, I can't grow a beard even if I wanted to. I initially got exposed to, like, the large beards. For those that don't know, they actually call Sunni beards. It's more of an That's Asiatic like Detroit, thing. Detroit deeper Muslims. But, 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 but... My cast from Philly, like yes, yes. that was a that's, that's a, a Philly beer thing. Yes. We yes. used to call it a Philly beer. Yes, you know they own that. Yo, so. they so dedicated to that. Them cats got them beards working at the bank. And you know somebody had to file a lawsuit <laughs> to make that happen, right? Like in yes. order for you to be showing up working as a bank teller, look like yes. Yes. like somebody had to put in some papers to make this happen. <laughs> Someone paid a lawyer ten thousand dollars yeah. for the right. Like to Like somebody that. did this for the squad, yeah. Yeah. right? Yes. Like somebody right. really yeah. put in effort to work to make yes. this happen for everybody. Yes, for sure. I think Drake is not a fad, though. No, it's over. That's not a fad. That's not a fad. I was in Toronto when he was making a name for himself, when he was still a part of Degrassi. He and another Canadian artist, a young lady, I forget her name, they used to be performing at a restaurant in the basement. And my guy, Hadi, we used to go and check them out. I felt like that he was going to be, you know, a really successful artist, but I didn't know he blow up to be the number one artist in the game. music fad that I definitely leaned into for about six months I'm embarrassed about. Horrorcore rap. Oh yeah! Oh, Remember the grave? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like grave like, the demon yeah. scriptures <laughs> yeah. rise from the grave. It's like, it's like we would yes. lead into that Horror so rap. hard in like 1994. The grave diggers were kind of dope though. But it's somebody I like the grave diggers, and that's kind of where it stopped. Like yeah. I don't know if you know about yeah. Gangsta Nip. You probably know I about Gangsta Nip. I was about the real Gangsta Nip from Houston, Texas, baby. I didn't know about Gangsta Nip. He was a part of rap a lot. Gangsta Nip was a lot. Yeah, like Think about this: the ghetto. Boys had like sprinkling of that stuff. Gangsta Nip was like an album. Full yes, of- Gangsta 
gangster nip. Oh my goodness. Not to be confused with Nipsey Hustle for those of you yes. who are gonna try to take this too No far. doubt about it. No yeah. question. No question about it. Yes, yes. Gangster yes. with a K. We used no like question. freestyle rap when that was out and we would just all we all went to demon scriptures and, and zombies and skeletons and it was it was a bad yeah, time. Yeah, well that, that was, it was all, a bad time for the crew. But it was an also interesting time in rap because that was like the blackest dudes who were doing it and the whitest dudes in the world loved that stuff. Loved it. Like I don't yeah. know what your crew was it looking like at that stream. time, but they loved that stuff. Yeah. That's and when they became it's a cloud posse, you're like trying to be them. Yes. <laughs> but just couldn't get far enough. But the crazy thing is like for those old enough, like late 80s, like mainstream America tried to ignore hip hop. They didn't want to embrace it. Like it really got embraced in sports <clears throat> with the Pistons and you can't touch this. That's right. That's when it got embraced with sports. I remember going to games as a player and all we heard was Woot, there it is. That was the most you would hear. And then when the Pistons and the Hammer and you can't touch this, it became mainstream at that point. The floodgates was open when people realized and now they, they money. playing shadow boxing in Utah. Like, like that, <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that DJ in Utah loves shadow boxing. That's where every time I watch a jazz game, I'm like, damn, are you playing? Is he the shadow boxing in the fourth chain? But I can't remember which. But it's like, are you part of the Wu Tang? Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's your favorite MCs out right now, Bo? All right, Who are you now, listening to? All right, Anderson Pack is my number one. I, oh, his album is so slept He's on. Oh. Malibu is one of my he favorite records of all time. Everybody on new his one is album. Great. Me and Bo, me out. and Bo, I, say, I, told, oh, yeah. I told him. I, I told talk, him. I was just talking to Crit about that. He, he was like in the same place. Everybody on his album. He got Kendrick. He got Dre. He got Snoop. He got himself. Like he's dope. And he, got, he got a Pantheon Andre verse on the new yes. record too. Like an all timer. I got a A K Jacoby. You got to get it. I'm doing Jim Jones new album. Oh, El Capo. I love it. He's killing them. I love it. Did you know that in Miami, I lived in the same building as Jim Jones? Really? I don't know if Jim Jones knows it, because I don't know if he ever saw me in the building, but I know I lived well, in the same building. Well, that's who I spoke in the air. Well, well, yeah, that, yeah. well, I never rode the elevator with him, but I am told that he absolutely filled it up. With, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, you can tell blunts are his game, right? Like that, and like, good for like, him. Yes. And it was funny. One day, I, one day I left the building, and I saw Scrappy walking, little Scrappy walking what had to be his girl's dog, because it looked like it was his girl's dog. Like, not that a man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but it looked course. like it was his girl's dog. And it was funny because he was looking at me like, "Where I know you from?" I'm looking at him like, "What the hell are you doing here?" <laughs> and with that dog, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a whole lot. And you know, like how he hold his mouth, right? He's just kind of like, you know, hey man, I can't do small dogs. I like I small, do dogs. small dogs. I can't do small dogs. I like I small do dogs. dogs. I can't do it. Jay, you lived in a building with someone when you first moved to LA. I did. When I first moved to LA, I moved in a building with. I remember Biggie? Oh. I wasn't in the building. Oh, okay. I was at the Lamontros Hotel uh, right off Sunset. 1994. I got drafted. I might as well tell the story. I got drafted. Everybody saw the red and white suit. Between the draft and when you play a game, got into a little situation at the State Theater where got into a physical altercation. <laughs> you know? So it was like, oh, you need to get out of Detroit. Boom. Jump on the plane, agents in LA, start standing at the Lamontros. Walk through the lobby, see Biggie. Like, whoa, notorious big. I ain't gonna talk about some of the things we did. Indeed. But I love Biggie. Thank you. He always had my back. Shout out. But this unfortunately was at the time when he and Faith were at odds. Oh. So this was also times where I would see Faith at the hotel with his young son. And this is where the whole Tupac I was just about to say. thing was happening as well. So this was a turbulent time that I remember really well. But uh, rest in peace, Big. He one of the biggest and best lyricists that the game has seen. Danny's living in the same building with uh, Biggie's mom. Mm. Also, oh, Biggie once tried to pull Dan's girl from him, like in, <laughs> in, in front of him. Whoa, oh, in front of him! Big Papa, baby. Wait a minute, was it? I, th- I don't know if it was in front of him. I think it was Dan left and came back, and the next thing you know, oh right, Biggie's there, and Dan said he came out on the other side. He said okay. he, he said he survived. I wanted to be here, but your man don't let you have friends. Yeah, that was right, right there. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Come on now, you can't have no friends. <laughs> Both thanks for coming by. We're about to start the TV portion of the program. You gonna come back and do TV with us one time? You know, I, I, you know, we we decide we're gonna stop trying to ask. To find we decide yeah. we're gonna there, stop asking. There might, yeah, no, there might be one or two people <laughs> listening to this or watching mm-hmm. on IG live. Check out. Got to follow Check your movie. High noon, four o'clock Eastern. It's yep. ironic like that on ESPN. Also, the Right Time Podcast. 
twice a week. We just recorded one with Big Crit. We got the homie Tim Anderson from the White Sox coming in today. We're going to record one with him. So we get that out there to the street. You're really working today. I really, I, I, why else really working I came today. You do a great job of booking guests. Hey, man. We saw you today. Like, we got to step our game hey, up. Man, yeah. that's, that's, I got lucky on this one. That was the homie. And I was like, oh, you in town? Well, we have to get you in here. But no, <laughs> I, you know what? In fact, after we figure out what's going on with Tim Anderson, I might be able to drop in here because our schedules, I record my podcast and y'all record your TV. So we normally can't get it right. But we might see what we can be able to Anytime. do. Anytime. Family open man, back in time. Appreciate you. Yeah. Through. yeah, we got to talk more about that biggest story, though. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you do that off wax. Let's get the people what they want. Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks. Kiwi. He's feeling himself. You know, he's happy. He brought, he brought in a couple stars. And he went on to the local radio station, WFAN, and he spoke about the process a little bit. And here's what he had to say about Kevin Durant. What did he tell you on why he chose you guys? Like, what was his reasoning when he said, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm here because of blank. Did he tell you? Well, he said a couple things. I mean, he did say, and I, I don't want to get into the whole thing, and I'll let you interview him and, and ask the, those questions too. But he did say, look, I, I love the system. I love how you guys play. You know, I see how hard you guys play. You were never out of games. You know, I... I we could never take you guys lightly. I mean, that was one of the first things he said. He said, look, we, if we were up 10, you know, with two minutes to go, we knew that didn't mean anything against Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> we all heard what he said. He said KD just didn't need a formal meeting with the team because he loved the system. Loved how hard they played. Had to take him seriously. Jalen, do you believe him? Shout to Sean Marks for turning around the culture of the Nets. Shout out. And making them a viable destination for all NBA caliber players like KD and Kyrie taking care of his coach Atkinson and his staff, developing young players like Dan Witty, also Karis LeVert, Harris, Allen. And so they created a culture that looked fun to be a part of. But let's not act like the Golden State Warriors aren't the headliner when we talk about greatest systems to participate sure, in. Sure, and culture too. That's why he went to Golden State, to win championships. He was already coming to New York City. It was going to be the Knicks. That's why he didn't even meet with the Nets. Let me say that again. He didn't even meet with the Nets. Mm, formally. With formally. So, let me just tell you what ends up happening. In my world, KD went from being the lead domino and trying to persuade Kyrie Irving which team they should play for mm-hmm. to getting injured and having to miss an entire year to now Kyrie Irving persuading him what team they should play for. You clearly see who won out because one guy's going to be playing this year. Another guy has to come back from injury. You need somebody to hold it down while you're not out there. They're the best of friends. So it makes sense for them to pair up. That's what ended up making it be for the Nets instead of the Knicks. So, so just let's just make clear what you're saying for Knicks fans that just need, you know, they need some more pain and depression in their life. If KD didn't get injured, you feel like KD would have gone to the Knicks yes. and then convinced Kyrie to join him. But because he got injured, Kyrie ended up convincing KD to join him in Brooklyn. There was one person doing the convincing once KD got injured. That person was Kyrie Irving. And if you're KD, you got to have both ears open because you are going to miss a season. And you don't want the franchise you just joined to take steps back on and off the floor. You need somebody that you look forward to coming back and playing with. We know he wasn't going to play with LeBron and AD. He didn't want to team up with Kyrie, uh, with, with Kawhi because Kawhi reached out. Jimmy Butler went and did his own thing. So in the game of musical chairs, everybody moving around, then the music stopped. And so playing in New York City was something he already wanted to do. He moved his company there. Through the season, when it was time for him to get his surgery and the doctors that was looking over him, they were already New York based. This was going to be where he decided to play. The team ultimately was the final choice. Kyrie Irving and the Nets obviously won out. So Sean Marks is a KD is attracted to the system, attracted to how hard they play and how they've developed these role players and, and all of that. But doesn't adding Kyrie and KD change all that? It changes it because it modifies it. This year it does not, however. Kyrie becomes D'Angelo Russell, give him the ball, go get buckets. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Rucker Park. It's going to be oohs and ahs between the leg, behind the back. 
and you're going to have New Yorkers saying, we're now back on the map based on basketball, something that they have not felt like they've been in a really long time with notable all-NBA caliber performers in uniform. And there won't be any sense of panic when they hover around 500, possibly be a seventh in AC, possibly get eliminated in the first round, likely have a worse record this year than they had last year. I mean, that's interesting because this year the Nets kind of feel like last year's Lakers. We got one star, we got a, a young core, but... Don't worry about this year because next year we're going to bring something in. Correct. That's what it feels like. Well, they know it's a light at the end of the tunnel and yes. it's not a train. It's Kevin Durant. Exactly. So anytime there's some turbulence, you get a chance to look over at KD like he is coming back coming next back. year. Yeah, remember him? And then you're going to have KD talking to Kyrie about how he needs to comport himself, understanding that this is a long-term thing that they're trying to get accomplished. So ever since Paul George and Kawhi joined the Clippers, mm-hmm. We've had, who's the better team in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Who's the better team in Los Angeles? Will LA become a Clippers town? And this is something that's not going to go away. It's going to happen on the court all through the season. They'll be back and forth in the standings. They'll play each other four times. But there's already little, little kind of shots going back and forth. You and I used to work at LA Live, where the Staples Center is. And there's a big, huge billboard there. Big, huge billboard right by one of our favorite spots. And that billboard is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It says, welcome home. So my question for you is, do you think that this Clippers team, with these two new superstars, with Doc on the sideline, playing in the Staples Center, can sort of sway the popularity of the Clippers in the eyes of Los Angeles? Never. But it's two different distinctions and lanes that both can own. And feel free to steal this, because this is a dynamic that actually is going to play out in this situation. You have the white-collar Lakers with 16 championships. Of course they're going to have more fans. Mm-hmm. They've had more success. They've had more Hall of Famers. They also have LeBron James, an iconic basketball player, still playing at a peak performance. And you add Anthony Davis, an all-NBA player who's still ascending, and I anticipate he's going to be there for the long term. But they're typical transplants Yep. to L.A. You come out there because what L.A. can provide for you, not the other way around. Then you have the blue-collar Clippers with two players that are Californians, Mm -hmm. homegrown. One went to Fresno. The other went to San Diego State. Neither didn't go to USC or UCLA. It was more of the blue-collar route. Both of those guys, high-impact basketball players, not really boisterous or flamboyant off the floor. No, not at all. They're not look-at-me type of players even though their games are really loud when they participate. I don't even know if Kawhi Leonard has social media accounts. So now you have the white-collar Lakers, the blue-collar Clippers. For those that want to follow the North Star, they're still going to follow the Lakers. Because that level of autonomy that they built with that fan base is never going to erode. And by the way, everybody loves a winner. And the casual fan is going to bandwagon the winner. Of course, and not just that, is you and I lived there for a while, right? Years 20 and years. years. Yeah, I lived there for six years. Here's one thing I know about that place. Not too many native Los Angelinos out there. A lot of people that go there for the weather and the opportunity and the Hollywood sign, right? Those people are the ones who I think are become Clipper fans. You know what I mean? Like, like there are the Marcellus Wileys, the Billy Crystals, those sort of like old school Clippers fans that have been there forever. But if I'm just moving to Los Angeles... I might become a Clipper fan over a Laker fan. And also, again, here's the distinction. White-collar, Lakers. Blue-collar, Clippers. For those that feel like, kind of like our podcast, you want to be a tastemaker? You want to do a little bit different? You want to fly under the radar and root for something that may be a seed that you're planting that's going to become a harvest? It was the Clippers before they got Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. Now it's obvious. Now it's a harvest. Since they're on the team. <laughs> yeah. So if you were a fan or you would like to be a fan, this is the perfect time to jump on the Clippers bandwagon. So something happened yesterday that I want Clipper to talk about. Clipper Durrell will welcome you. A friend of the show, friend of ours, and our colleague, Mina Kimes, absolutely bodied the cover article of ESPN, the magazine's football issue. Baker Mayfield is the feature. Baker sat down with Mina and told us what it was all like to find out that Odell Beckham Jr. is 
to join his team. Let's listen. I had a friend on the couch who goes, oh my God, you guys just got Odell. So me being me, not holding anything back, got up and just, I mean, overcome with emotion because, you know, I, I know him, everybody can have the perception, but who he is in the locker room, you know, the bar and the standard he sets, that goes much further than anything he could ever do on the field for us. So Jalen, where do I always like to keep expectations? Low. Get low, low as possible. Get low. I mean, we were talking about them winning, just winning a game a year ago today. Will the Browns win a game? Do you remember that? Yes. Now they've added some pieces. Where are expectations for the Browns? A lot of people have the Cleveland Browns making it to the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, I, 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 what? What? Where, where are those people? <laughs> Who are those people? I'm not one. Who are those people? I'm not one. I don't think you go from being a non-playoff team to making it they to the Super Bowl. They weren't just non-playoff is the nicest thing you've ever said about that team. But here's... Something I want to make sure I acknowledge. Odell Beckham got the best of both worlds for a young football player. He got a chance to come to New York City and wild the masses in a large media market. Mm -hmm. Even though the team never won a playoff game when he was on the roster, still got a chance to become the cover boy of Madden. Of course. Still got a chance to become a high-volume pitch man and endorsee. Yep. He has a few sponsors now. He got a chance to live the lifestyle and go to all of the Look. things that come with being in New York and the fashion shows and all of that. There aren't too many stars that don't play quarterback in the NFL. Correct. Think about that. There aren't too many real stars in the NFL that don't play quarterback. And now he can go to Cleveland and actually focus on football. Mm-hmm. And you know the number one thing he did to let us know that he was anticipating doing that? Change his hairstyle. Yeah. That was the number one thing. Now, he may get it back during the season. Maybe he won't. But what that showed me is he understands now he's going to be judged only about winning. See, in New York, he got a chance to be judged by a lot of things that didn't necessarily happen on the field. Highlights, outfits, dance moves. Like, those are the things we were focusing on when he Touchdown, was in New York. celebrations. Yeah, all that. What he did with the kicking net. Now, a team went from not having expectations to one having Super Bowl expectations He's ready to play up to them. And I love them teaming him up with Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. one of his best friends, his long, his, his teammate, because College. there won't be a level of jealousy there when, on weeks where one guy catches 10 and another guy catches four balls. When they get Kareem Hunt back, and I am all for second chances, I do not have a hurt mentality. But I'm not going to be a person to ignore why he got suspended either. To pair him with Nick Chubb, now all of a sudden they got one of the best backfields in the league also. Mm-hmm. what? And they have a terrific tight end. What they now need and an improved defense. Here's what they need. The guy you just showed, Baker Mayfield, is he going to play like a top 10 quarterback this year? And we'll find That's out. what they need. And we'll if find that out. happens, with, then the expectations with are With all valid. those pieces around him, there is a lot of pressure on him to make that all work. Because they've, they've certainly given him the pieces around him to make it work. Moving on, um, there's so much movement in the NBA. It seems like every single day a brand new star, an all-star, was changing uniforms. Last time that you checked. Last time I checked, there was a new person moving teams every day. Well, it hasn't happened for a couple days. We all thought that Chris Paul was going to be flipped by the Thunder. Everyone's looking at Miami Heat and saying, well, you know what? Not too many suitors out there for Chris Paul, and he's going to be on the Heat. Well, our friend Brian Windhorst has some insight as to why that hasn't happened yet. The Thunder are making it clear they're going to slow play this. They do not feel the need to rush into this, even though Chris Paul would prefer not to be there. They're not focused on winning this season. They can take a step back. And when you talk about him potentially going to the Miami Heat, which is his preference, one thing I have been told in the talks The fact that the Thunder hold two of the Heat's first-round picks in the future, unprotected 2021, protected 2023, makes this a difficult, uh, you know, conversation because the Heat want those picks back. The Thunder have expressed an interest in giving one of those picks back, but they would want another pick in the farther off into the future. The Heat want their picks back. They trade some picks. The Thunder have them, and they're like, we don't just want CP3. We want CP3 and a pick. Are they asking too much? They won't be asking too much at some point because I believe this deal will get done. Mm. But this is a perfect example of why in the NBA, when players have the power, Anthony Davis to the Pelicans, Paul George and Russell Westbrook to OKC, they exercise it. Because let me get this right. 
You have Paul George finish in the top three in the MVP voting. He walks into the office and says he wants to get traded. You move him in a couple of days. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Russell Westbrook and his agents let you know that he don't want to be a part of a tanking situation. You moved him in a week. So now I haven't played for you at all, and I'm Chris Paul. I'm already letting you know I don't want to be here. Oh, now you want to take your time with me. (laughs) You want to take your time with me. Like, you got all of these first-round picks for him, and you got all of this MVP stuff happening around these guys. I thought I was 34 and nobody wanted my deal. It seemed like you should be happy that somebody wants to move me, right? Yep. And so this is just the bargaining being played out for the media. I believe that he will not play for the Thunder. It is not in their best interest to have him show up at training camp. It gets in the way of the development of Gilgis Alexander. I believe a deal gets done before he has to put on the uniform with the Thunder. It's time for News the Matter. It's Wednesday, which means yesterday was Tuesday. Hump day! Which means... In the LeBron James household, it's Taco Tuesday. Let's check in on the latest Instagram post from Taco Tuesday. It's Tuesday somewhere, so you know what that means. It's Taco Tuesday! Got new people here for Taco... What is it? Taco Tuesday! Savannah, what is it? It's Taco Tuesday! Why are you so cold? Jalen, what do you think about this Anthony Davis... On Taco Tuesday. As we're happily married men, I just appreciate the fact that LeBron can run the NBA, but he'll never run his household. Yeah, you can tell. I love that so much. Savannah is not about that life. Yeah, okay. She's like, you got 40 million followers. I'm just sitting in my kitchen. Get that thing <laughs> off me. And she gave him the d- dismissed hand. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love so very no much. No eye contact. I love that so I, much. I love that too because That's I know. That's my favorite part of the video. While she has on a Polaroid shirt. Yeah, she's like, I got the Polaroid shirt. Don't point a camera at me. Because my wife is the same way. Like, whenever I take a picture and I want to put it on social, I need approval. Ask opinion. I need approval. I need approval. I I've never put a picture of my wife that she didn't approve. This is why I got to the point where I stopped trying to post stuff. <laughs> because I just joined Instagram like a year, like 15 months ago. Okay? So, we're out and about. I'm like, yo, this is a nice picture. I might post this. She's like, no, let me do this. Let me do that. Let me look at the 15 pictures before. Yeah, yeah the filters, the whole I'm thing. Like, you know what? That ain't even worth it. It's not even fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know? For real. I thought that I was just posting this to post it. I didn't know it was going to be like. Everyone talks about LeBron James is the mastermind behind the Lakers organization and Clutch Sports runs the league. But you know what? Savannah, Savannah runs the house. I love that about her too. Same way at my house as well. Exactly. Preach. We are joined once again by Double R Ryan Russillo. That's a dope shirt, too. Spell it with an E. That's right. Limited Not edition. Not with an A. Shout out. It's official. To me, the most shocking image from all of the player movement in free agency is Russell Westbrook wearing a Houston Rockets jersey. They really? made the announcement. They made the announcement. Officially on the Rockets. Jalen, I saw you on Get Up, great program. Get on up. And you had a list of where you thought the Western Conference seeding would be. Mm-hmm. And the number one seed that you had is the Houston Rockets. I'm shocked by that. Don't be. Because here's what I want people to pay attention to. Okay. The style of play that happens in the regular season is vastly different from the playoffs. You can get and expect file calls. You can play a lot of isolation ball and get away with it. Limited passes in the half court. And you got to have players on your team that's going to value the 82-game schedule. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are two of the previous three MVPs in the league. And you know what you don't normally see those guys doing? Resting when they're healthy. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go hard through the regular season. I play for Mike D'Antoni. I know how much he values the regular season. They're telling themselves, if we can get the number one seat, if we can have home court advantage, and people have to come through Houston to beat us, that's going to be a problem. They want it, so therefore they're going to go for it, and I believe they're going to achieve it. When 
Jacoby and I were hanging out. We were watching you on Get Up, right? Yep. We were back in the the cubes. Great program. And we were going. <laughs> Tell people I have an office. Office. Jacoby's yep, corner yep, office. Yep, yep. And I go. What's he doing? Jacoby's like, we can't wait to go on the show. We <laughs> can't wait to make fun of Jalen, right? Yes. And I was like, man, this is devious. And then I went out on Get Up, and I listened to you break it down, and I thought, you know right. what? You might be right. I, I, went, I went this morning being like, I yes. can't wait to argue with you, but I think I'm now on your side of this. I because feel somewhat the same. You're the only one of the three of us that did play for D'Antoni. Facts. Um we know what Harden does. We know what Westbrook. Westbrook's going to be motivated because it's new. That's the other thing too. Is like sometimes I have to find the newness in the NBA to understand who's going to be motivated, and that's kind of the problem figuring out who the one seed's going to be because the Clippers thing is new and it's exciting. But George offered two shoulder surgeries. Kawhi, who did load management and shutting it down, he's probably not playing a full eighty-two. I don't think LeBron's going to go end to end crazy here in the regular season. Absolutely not. That part of it's new. Maybe Utah does. Houston is the one seed, not the best team in the West. Correct. But it's the one seed, two different things. I don't think it's a crazy point. I need a 20 second timeout. Now, I think you're right. I do like the Rockets. I've always liked the Rockets. But here's one thing I want to say. And you were t- getting there continuity. There is an adjustment when you have new pieces, especially stars. There's an adjustment period. You have to get to know each other. And we're not talking about the regular season. I think that could cost them some games. And there's one team that's. Basically running it back, and that's the Denver Nuggets. That's why I had Denver at number two. But when you look at the talent disparity, uh, the, the ta- you compare the talent of the Rockets to the Nuggets, you have two former MVPs still in their prime, and then you have Jokic growing into an MVP candidate. You hope Murray plays like an all-star in the West. So these guys are going to have it from the beginning, double R, and here's why. They're not just stars. They're two of the 10 superstars Mm -hmm. that we have in the game. And these two guys are going to be flirting with triple-doubles on a nightly basis. With everybody, I'm going to give you a comparison. When Earl the Pearl Monroe joined Clyde Frazier with the Knicks, people have used this when Steve Francis joined Marbury. I was on that team. I love that team. (laughs) You love that team so much. I want a 30 for 30 so bad. I want to direct it. People have used this a lot. But this is the first time. It's legitimate. Two MVPs now having to sacrifice for one another. They're friends off the floor. They'll be willing to do so. They're going to go hard in the regular season. Houston, number one seed. Nuggets, number two. Also worth mentioning, though, we're talking about running it back there. Denver, Portland, too, a little bit. That's fair. Right. That's fair. I had them as four. So they're going to go hard in the regular season. Jalen, I have a question for you. You're so down. Where's Utah for you? In the regular season, I think they're more built for the postseason. So, like so I, ha- I have them five or six wow. seeding, but in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised they made it to the conference finals. So here's one thing I want to ask you about quickly, because I believe this is very important, but I played zero years in the NBA. Chris Paul, James Harden, arranged marriage, right? Russell Westbrook, James Harden, friends off the floor, both from Los Angeles. I feel like that makes a big difference. I feel like it does. How much of a difference does that make? That makes a major difference. And I just think back to things that happened throughout this year that have nothing to do with basketball, like the passing of the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Shout out. Both of these guys from California, James Harden wearing his allegiance around his neck of Nipsey's picture. Russell Westbrook, his 2020-20 game Mm -hmm. late in the year to pay tribute. Now all of a sudden these guys get to run together? They're going to be willing to sacrifice for each other because you just said it. Russell's got something to prove. James still has something to prove, and they're on the same team at the same time. And they're going to do what they did two years ago with Chris Paul. For all the Chris Paul concern of playing with Harden, and I feel like it worked, even though two years later it's done. I mean, what they did with against the Warriors in the 2018 playoffs is a – I know I'm always surprised. Like, Like, to me, that's an A. I get, you know, Jeff yes. Van Gundy's on TV going, you know, the Warriors are going to win the next 10 titles. And here the Rockets were a game away from maybe pulling this thing off. Mm-hmm. So they staggered those guys. I can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. They staggered them in the regular season so well. And you're like, oh, so wait a minute. They're just going to, one's going to be the point guard and the other guy's going to be on the bench and then they'll close the game together. But when you go, when you dig through those Westbrook catch and shoot numbers off the ball, they're abysmal. Mm-hmm. There's some of the worst for a high usage guy mm-hmm. in the league. So it's really going to be about what do they look like together and then what do they look like in the playoffs? Because I think in the regular season, you're right. Houston's but, proven this. But the change is going to be with Russell off the ball, cutting. It's going to be with James 
moving without the ball when somebody else has it, but also Mike D'Antoni allowing Russell to play mid-post because he's really good at it. You give Russell Westbrook 12 or 15 feet away from the basket with a live dribble and his athleticism, he one dribble away from a dunk. Like, you have to have him in that spot. You can't have him only spotting up at the three-point line no. like he's Eric Gordon. That's just not his game. So that's what I'm looking forward to see if Mike D'Antoni makes that adjustment. The Grizzlies are champions. The Grizzlies are champions. People of Memphis, Feels get nice. ready. Throw the parade. You the Grizzlies are Ray champions. Dancing. Please the show Grizzlies are, are champions. Got to carry that over the regular season, that kind of experience. Yeah. <laughs> now that the games are over, we're each going to go and point out one player that we watched in Las Vegas that we were like, oh, huh, that's interesting. Jalen Rose, we'll start with you. Who stood out to you? In Vegas. Does it make me a degenerate to be watching summer league games? No. No. You, no, 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 uh, no, no. Oh, okay. It's your job. It's your job. Oh, you know, yeah, your yeah, job. According to my wife, it's my job. He plays on the Memphis. Brandon Clark out of mm-hmm. Gonzaga. And I could take Hachimura, who played well for Washington, and Taco Fall, who I think is going to play quality minutes for the Celtics and have stand power. But now all of a sudden, you put Clark with John Morant. We got to show John Morant's video dancing. It's my favorite. And Jaron Jackson Jr., now all of a sudden you have a young trio that you're proud of that can really make some noise as they continue to grow together in the league. So mine, everyone talks about Zion, Zion, Zion. People sleep on Jackson Hayes. Like people sleep on him. He's got kind of like a he's Run, skinny. Jump, dunk, he's kind of like a DeAndre shots. Jordan type. He's a great rim protector, rim runner. Like we've seen this type of player. Like not MVP of the league, but we know who this player is. He's DeAndre Jordan with a jump shot. I'm not sure about the jump shot part of it. And we just ran a clip of it. But <laughs> well, that was the only one. I, uh, <laughs> I like nice. in Texas. <laughs> See, nice. I think one of the things that's nice, you're right, the forum on it, but the thing that's kind of nice when you'd evaluate him as a draft prospect is that you go, wait a minute. Okay, so this guy's just the role man over and over and over again. Yes. And the catches that he makes in traffic, are like, oh my God, this guy catches everything. He so, keeps the ball hot too. Uh, there's a reason why, you know, however they want to use Zion and kind of move these guys around, like it makes a little sense. I'm not ready to give him the jump shot grade yet. I'm just, you know, that's fine. That did look good, that one clip. Nice jump shots. So yeah. He was like, hey, get Who's that yours? B-roll. I'm going to go off the grid here a little oh, bit. Oh, great. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. His nickname? I know you're a huge Pearl Jam guy, Jalen. Big, big, huge. <laughs> Favorite group. What Yellow Ledbetter. Jeff Ledbetter of the Spurs. He's 46 years old. <laughs> and he was, in, he was in Summer League again. He makes all the right plays. Great form. I'm going to say Jimmer. There he is. There's my guy. So I was Great like, hair. I'm sitting up in the stands. I'm like, Ledbetter's out there just working dudes. <laughs> he really is. He really, it's really stayed out because of the hair. Yeah. yeah. Unless Idaho, it's so we haven't had great hair like Brazil, that. Brazil, Japan maybe, perhaps, and then just out at Summer League again. So uh, so you mean to tell me that the Spurs actually found a diamond in the rough? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I don't even know if he's making the team. I so, Rizzillo, <laughs> not everything is worth talking about in the world of sports and pop culture. Let's be we honest. We don't force topics. We don't force topics. So we have a segment called Keep It Moving. Rusillo, if you want to talk about the topic, you say hit the brakes. If not, me, you, and Method Man will keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rusillo? I'm ready. Tiger was asked about his form. Tiger, Tiger heading into Woods, Thursday. Y'all. Keep it moving or hit the brakes? I say uh, hit the brakes on this. Hit the, the brakes. What it, is. it is Tiger Woods. Well, man. Tiger said he is not as sharp as he'd like to be, and the Masters performance has taken a lot out of him. He's keeping expectations low. What do you think about that? Maybe we should have kept it moving. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't played a lot of golf since he won his last tournament. Let's keep it moving. Spending then. time with the fam. The Angels got some revenge. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Your call. You're the guest. All right. Well, uh, Angels, good story right now. Keep it moving. Okay. We keep well, it moving. We if they're a good move. story, you probably should stop. No, no, no. We're moving. We're moving. Okay. I'm switching it up. Friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the show, CC Sabathia. Shout out the homie. Got into a little back and forth. Bay Area. Playing baseball yesterday. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Oh, no, definitely hit the brakes. He struck out Abisail Garcia and um, it was just a strikeout. Didn't hit him with a pitch or anything. And you'll see here what happened next is, you know, look, end the inning. He's walking off a little look at each other there. Now he's looking a little look. They're still looking at each other. And then they start barking a little bit. You know, it seems like this is just unintentional. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. It's like you better get off. So here's what happens next. The bull, the bull, the, the, the <laughs> everything <laughs> empties. Oh, you see oh, I want to know if the guys have to run in from the bullpen. If you're in the bullpen and you see this, 
Do you like? I really have to hop this fence and run for three hundred feet to get involved in this? Yeah, if you don't, you're you're out. Like guys no, get I'm really bombed it. out with you. But I would <laughs> love to know if there was like a bullpen guy who was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna. I just threw a dip in. I'm gonna stay here. Uh, I don't want to do this right now. But that one was weird because there is always this thing for all the hitters now with the bat flips. But if you're the pitcher, you're allowed to just stare everybody down the whole time, sure. and then you're not supposed to look back. Like I, I mean, you struck him out. What do you think, Jay? Well. He didn't want smoke with CeCe because he was carrying a bat and he still was careful about how he approached him. I feel like well, he was neither of them, off. I feel like, like neither of them wanted the smoke. Like neither of them had any problem with each other, but they kept looking at each other like, do you have a problem with me? Do you have a problem with me? Do you have a problem with me? Now I got a problem with you. Do you have a problem with me? That's what it seemed like to me. But here's the thing. CeCe's in his final year. He's already announced that he's retiring. At some point, and we all know this, once you get over 35 – you ain't trying to have no, no physical no. altercation with another individual. Yeah, we're moving on. Thirty-five. We have an update. <laughs> we have an update on Brandon Ingram. Keep moving. Hit the brakes. Brandon. Oh no, we got to hit the brakes on this because the picture came oh. out yesterday. Like Brandon Ingram for Ingram looked tired. <laughs> tired? <laughs> yeah, tired. Okay, we'll stick with tired. <laughs> Brandon Ingram is close to returning to basketball after surgery for a blood clot in his right arm. Should the Pelicans be concerned or encouraged, Jalen? Did you say blood clot? Yes, I did. That's concern in itself. Mm. And I'm rooting for the young man to get back. He showed me some promise as a scorer and a potential of what he could be in the future. But that's a serious injury, and uh, I'm glad that he's back resuming basketball um, activities. Let's see if he's able to shine in New Orleans. Yeah, it's such a serious issue here, and you never really know what the hell you're talking about. Sure. We're just sitting here going, like, what does it mean? What does it mean? But um, – when you look at that trade package, there's an argument to be made that all three of those players a couple of years ago, eh, nothing really turned into anything. Or if Ingram builds on some of the glimpses that he's given us, I don't think it's been consistent enough. You know, that first year you go, okay. The second year you're like, I don't know. And the weird times that I think he's been better is when he's more aggressive and he has the ball in his hands more, like even playing a little point guard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that fits necessarily with the way the rest of the roster is. But you're just hoping for the Pelicans' sake on this whole thing that one of the – not the picks, but one of those players, and he probably has the best chance to turn into the impact guy, but we're still not sure yet. There's a new World Series of Poker champion. Keep moving or hit the brakes. I was watching some of this last night, so I guess let's keep moving. We keep, keep moving. It moving. Yeah. We keep it moving. Oh, you love it that much that you watched it and don't want to talk about Is it. Is there it. trouble on the set of Space Jam 2? Mm. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Oh, we got to hit the brakes. We got to hit the brakes on this one. Terrence Nance was the director of Space Jam 2. Was. Until. What happened? There was a mutual disagreement about creative choices. What? Is what the oh, official talk- line is. We're remaking a, a movie That's with cartoons. That's the official cartoon. line. That's the official LeBron line. getting rid of a GM and a coach. Malcolm D. Lee is the new director. That's the homie. Did Ty Lu just ask for too much money? Is that what happened? <laughs> He's like, I want to be in the next five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to I be in Space Jam well, I'm 2 happy through Malcolm 6. Lee got the gig. That's my homie. So, wishing him best of luck. What are your thoughts? Everybody's made the same LeBron joke over and over and yes, over again. Yes. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've never seen the first one. I don't know. I mean, this isn't exactly, you know, Never English. seen the this first one. This isn't exactly the English patient. So, what, like, what yeah. are the creative differences? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see, he was, he, uh, well, here's, from my experience, here's one of the things. He probably walked into a room and said, you know, those lines that you want LeBron to deliver as a monologue, that's just probably not his strength. Yeah. Oh, and then he probably wow. looked at the might... other people in the room, and they probably was like, we got to get him out of here. But like LeBron likes those lines, and he that's what he wants to do. That's this gets so real right now. <laughs> LeBron that's, how, that's how it goes. <laughs> like, there are real people that are getting paid to participate in this movie that aren't former basketball players or current NBA stars. Okay, these are real actors. Talking about Bugs Bunny? Yeah, him too. Okay, Bugs Bunny. Him too. Bugs Bunny hurts hard. Who are the real people? Are there real actors? Again, of course it's a movie. What do you mean, are there real actors? (laughs) I don't know anything about it. Finally, we're moving on. (laughs) I have news about a man walking through an airport playing a flute. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Oh, this is the best. Keep it moving. We should have done the whole show on this. What are you talking about? Keep moving. No, sorry. Hit, hit the, the brakes. Yeah. Come on, Marcelo. Should have done the whole show so on it, but keep it moving. There's a young woman. There's a young woman in an airport. She sees a man walking through the airport with sunglasses on playing a flute. Sunglasses? She's intrigued. Stevie Wonder? And then she gets a better look at him. She's like, that looks like Andre 3000. It is. Turns out, Andre 3000 is walking through airports. Which one? On the left? <laughs> Andre 3000 is <laughs> walking through airports playing the flute. See, Jalen, I know you. You like to be low-key, sunglasses, hoodies, don't talk to me. Andre 3000 just straight playing a flute. Well, he's an artist. He's really creative. Mm-hmm. He has bars. 
bars. And he's versatile. So for me, knowing that he's playing the flute, I'm getting ready for some new material. That's what I'm getting ready for. But see, what's beautiful about this is instead of I hope nobody recognizes me, mm-hmm. I'm just going to play a flute. I don't know if he was trying to switch it up on people because you're like, is that Andre 3000? You also can't talk to someone right. playing a flute. You'd be like, no, would Andre 3000 be walking through an airport playing a flute, dude? Yes, so did. think how many people once they saw that picture were like, that was him? I mean, that'd be like you <laughs> right. walk around. I would have said, what's up to him? If you went to the airport in a, in a Michigan jersey, Correct. they'd be like, God, that looks like Jalen. But there's no way he'd be wearing his <laughs> number yes. walking around. Good point. I just love the, I think it's, he's like, listen, you cannot talk to me if I'm playing a musical instrument with my mouth. That, maybe that, maybe that's a strategy. At some point he had to put the flute down. I want to talk to you when they see you on the phone. I want to thank Ryan Rosillo for coming by the last few days. You're thank always you, welcome Ryan. to come back anytime. Friend of the show. Make sure you check out with the pod. his various podcasts everywhere. We keep it moving. All this movement and free agency. Yet there's still some players that remain unsigned. J.R. Smith. Carmelo Anthony, Lance Stevenson. Those are just three of my favorites. Okay, there's a lot of players that I think they will end up playing in the league this year. They remain unsigned. But Jalen Rose, which one of those three will sign first? Lance. That's mine. That's mine too. In that order, Lance, Jr., and Free Melo. He got to play again. Like I need the league to Free Melo. Like. A Hall of Famer, I don't want him to go out unceremoniously like he did. Look at his brothers. LeBron still playing at a great level. Dwayne Wade got celebrated like he's supposed to. Mm -hmm. I need that for Melo. Chris Paul, too. I need that for Melo. Now, for Lance, I know it would make you happier than anything if he's back in the league. Like, there's Lance's shadow, and then there's Jacoby. Mm -hmm. Like, when Lance look in the mirror, it's you. I'm a fan of whatever team Lance is on. Whatever team Lance is on, I'm a fan. It's that simple. I'm watching them on League Pass. But number one, I got to defend the honor of J.R. Smith. For real. I'm tired of everybody only showing that clip of him in the NBA Finals. Why we can't show games where he made eight, nine, ten threes? Or him catching an alley-oop from Pablo Prigioni backwards. down and then catch a backwards yeah. and slamming in? No, Where's that clip? It. Let's run that clip next time no, we exactly. talk about J.R. Smith. Put some and the next time we talk about J.R. Smith is when he is signed. Anytime and, you hear the initials J.R., you better put some respect on him. Today is Wednesday, which means it's the day where we celebrate the more intelligent, the more responsible, the better kinder, looking, smelling, just the generally superior more species, disciplined, the generally superior gender of our species, the women on Women Wednesday. And I hate the term we crush. Thank do you for so, not using it. We do so by. Hey, ladies! Taking only female voicemails like this one. Hi, my name is Lori. I'm from Florida. Shout out to Reg and Jalen and Jacoby. Um, have a question. Um, making groceries. Is that cultural or regional? I heard someone that indicated that they're going to the store making groceries. Is that cultural or regional? Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the love. I've never heard Shout of making out. groceries. I've never heard that either, but I'm going to well, guess that it's regional. that being... Said on our program. I'm going to... No, she said she heard someone. I don't think she heard on the pod. Got it. I'm going to say that that is regional. I don't know what region, but I'm guessing down south. When I was down south in Florida, it's the first time I heard fixing to do something. And now it's everywhere. Oh, that's that, that's cultural. Fam. Fixing fixing yeah. to do something is cultural. No. Yeah. Or finna to do something. Finna to do that, something. That, that's cultural. Yeah, it's definitely cultural. That did not start I'm going to say regional. South. I'm gonna say regional. No, that's everywhere. I'm gonna say regional because I it no. was it was someone that looked like me when I first we was exposed finna, to. We bought to do a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I know. That's like CP time. We own that. Trust Thank me. you so much for the that's call, trademark. Lori. We have another female voicemail to celebrate on Wednesday. Hey guys, this is Megan. Um, shout out to Reggie. Shout out. Okay, so I'm wondering if it's regional or cultural, eating quiche and eating brie. I'm a white girl from the north. My husband is not, and he's from the South. We always have this argument. I thought everybody ate it. Apparently not. Regional or cultural? Eating brie? Brie? Definitely cultural. Brie cheese? Yes. Brie cheese is slamming. Cultural. Brie cheese is slamming. Cultural. Give me some mozzarella. If you had the... No, 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 no. I need you to give me your top five cheeses right now. Mozzarella. Fromage. Um, American. 
cheddar. Um. Oh wow! You can't even name five cheeses. This isn't even your top five. You told me to name my favorite. No, no, no. Name five cheeses. That's a different just, question. Just name five cheeses. Name five cheeses. Brie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, uh, I like the cheese. It got the little uh, stuff in it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even like, gonna help like, you like, out. Like smoke, smoke something. Uh, what is it called? I'm not even gonna help you out. Yeah, I'm just gonna me. let you live. Don't help me. Let me. I'm live. gonna let you live. Yeah, those are my favorites. Swiss is my favorite. Oh, Swiss is another one. There you go. Swiss is my favorite. You, you named five cheeses. I can name many more. I like a Gouda. Love a smoked Gouda. Cultural. Yep. Pepper Jack. That's what I was trying to think of. Pepper Jack. Harvardi with dill slept on cheese. Hey man, Harvardi with dill slept oh, oh, on cheese. French hit the brakes. Slept on cheese. You name it, all of these rich people suburban cheeses. I don't know nothing about that. What's that? What did you just say? Listen. What would you? What was you call it? Harvardi with dill. You trying to clown me you think for I enjoying know? different types of cheeses? You, you think I know? My wife looks like you, and she is a cheese monger. You think she gets expensive cheeses? She goes to cheese shops. I gotta tell you a secret. Brie your, cheese. Your wife lives in the suburbs. Yep. Havarti cheese. My wife, what? Havarti cheese. My wife does not live in the suburbs. She's from New York and Los Angeles, and now we live in New York. The two biggest cities in America. What, what part of New York? Manhattan. I consider that a suburb based. We on lived it. in Brooklyn together for twelve years. You're not. That's not this twelve years. You no, moved. Okay. You're sometimes sometimes you dig into no, stuff. You're going to be right. You're just no, no, fine. You can be you're right. Wrong. You're right. You're right. My wife's from the suburbs. You're right. Yeah, totally. You're right. Whatever I didn't you need, say she's From whatever you. Oh yeah, she's in the suburbs. I Man, said she Man, lives. Midtown Manhattan is a suburb now. Did your lights go out the other day? We were out of town. We were actually in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the lights were out in Manhattan for five hours. You weren't here either. I know. <laughs> I know. I wasn't here. I was not here. But as it relates to cheeses, I'm not the best with dairy. Nope. It I upsets know. my stomach. I know. I know. You're not a cheese plate guy. Yeah. I'm a cheese plate guy. I like guy. the way it tastes, but it's just not good I'm for a, my stomach. Oh, I love a nice charcuterie. Huh? Charcuterie. What? Is that French? Yeah, it's like a salted meats, like prosciutto with some cheese. Like you know that yeah, plate. I should never get you prosciutto, money. salami. You weren't eating this. Cheese. In, you weren't eating this growing up. Nope. So it, it just so looked different. No, it looked no, different. No, yes, no, yes. No, we have cheese and salami. No, no. but it was just American so, cheese so with some salami. From you the, just from made the thing. my point. I, when in your life did you start eating these expensive cheeses? You didn't eat this growing up. Nope. So this is where I mean suburban. Like, you laugh at me because I could barely name five cheeses. But there was a point in your life you could only name five cheeses. When did you start eating all of these ones that I can't pronounce? When you move in with your girlfriend. <laughs> and your girlfriend loves cheese. <laughs> what it do, baby? I want to thank Bamani Jones for sneaking up on the studio and joining the pod. Pop the trunk style. I want to thank Ryan Rosillo for holding it down with us the last three days. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's do one more voicemail. We got to have one more voicemail. Yeah. Let's do one more voicemail, Red, for the people. Hey, Jalen and Jacoby. It's Michelle from Atlanta. Got a quick question for you. Cultural or regional? Putting hot sauce on your potato chips. Love your show. Putting hot sauce on your chips. I have to say this. Thank you for your call. Appreciate your love. Just so everybody knows, not only is this not regional, take that from somebody that's from Detroit. She says she's from Atlanta. You can't walk 10 steps in Atlanta without seeing somebody from Detroit. It's virtually impossible. We're like cousins in the Bay Area, Oakland in particular. This is so very cultural to the point where not only not having money growing up did I eat better made chips, Jay's chips, fried Cheetos, any hot chips. You got to find a way to get the red hot hot sauce and put it on it. So if I got $2, dollar to the chips, dollar to the hot sauce. No even question about it. At me. I've never seen you eat chips with hot sauce. You know why? You have chips and hot sauce at your desk. You know why? You never put the two together. I don't have any hot sauce at work. Yes, you do. The spicy pea hot sauce. 
Jacobs, can I tell you a secret? I don't do the leftover thing like that, fam. Once you open those spicy pea hot sauce, after 24 hours, that's dead to me. What are you talking about? The spicy pea hot sauce that you're describing, the sitting on the desk. Once it gets opened, after 24 hours at work, I'm not using it. Well, I'm glad because your desk is next to mine. I've, I've, I've taken that over. <laughs> I adopted that orphan okay, hot sauce. Okay. It's, I'll, I'll appreciate that hot sauce. Toronto you know what Raptors, I do? please send us more spicy pea sauce. You know what I do? Ketchup. Dip the chips in ketchup. Oh! So someone said this to me once. They're like, do, do you dip your chips in ketchup? And I was like, no. And they're like, do you dip your french fries in ketchup? I was like, yes. And they're that's like, different. They're like, no, it's not different. That is different. It's not different. I make, I, it's first, not different. First, it's fried potato and salt. That's basically the same first thing. First off. Don't I, even give me that first I, off. I, I don't cook, like that condescending first I off. Cook okay. One of the okay. things, one of the five things I make, potatoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. The most underrated food in the history of civilization is potatoes. Most underrated. Just think about all of the ways you eat potatoes. Hash browns, baked potatoes, twice baked potatoes, french fries, mashed, sweet potatoes, mashed scallop potatoes. potatoes. Love some scallop potatoes. They're the Woo. most underrated food in the history of this species. Now. Well, I'm Irish, so you can't say that my people. My people appreciate the potato. Okay. So here's the difference between. And by Irish, I mean like 116th or whatever. A potato. And a chip. One's hot. Sure. That's that, but that has nothing to do with ketchup. That, 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 that has that, nothing to do with ketchup. And the uh, and one and one's heavily processed. Nothing to do with ketchup. Chips are heavily, and you know oh, heavily processed. You know how much I love chips. You, you, can, you can have a bag of chips from ten years ago, pop it open, taste the same as the one Correct. from yesterday. Heavily it processed. The same as the one from like, yesterday. Like, uh, you open up a bag of chips, they could just walk on their own. Really, you just pour them out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. You look up twenty four hours, they might They're just gone. Be walking They're away. They're gone. Yeah, they just walk away. They ain't nothing. Like potatoes. I'm the dude that go buy whole potatoes and slice them. Great. I slice the potatoes. That's amazing. Cut Bill. the skin off. All of that. Molly looking at me like, you know you could just cut them and cook them like that. Like, no, nah, they don't taste the same. Nope. I like the skin off. Gotta take the skin off. I like the skin on. Gotta take the skin I off. Like the skin on. I like skin on, but I love skin off. And every time you eat potatoes from now on, think about what I said. The most underappreciated item amongst the food group, potatoes. Am I allowed to finish the show now, Mr. Rose? Chicken is second. You ready? Yes. I want to thank Ryan Rosillo. I want to thank Monty Jones. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, Karen? Done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people Give people what they want. They my little guys. I love them. What it do, baby? Yeah.